This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 323. This is being recorded on February 23rd, 2020. I'm David Lotz. Joining me for this is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everybody. Hey there. Uh, quick programming notes uh, before we get started. Uh, if you are one of our listeners via the audio feeds on Apple or however you get our podcasts, uh, you may be wondering where the hell is episode 322? Well, uh, we, we had a, I ran into a small technical problem recording that show. Um, it is available on YouTube and you can watch the, what well, we, we live streamed that episode on YouTube. You can watch it over on YouTube and obviously hear it as well. But, uh, if there's, if you're wondering why it's not on any of our podcast feeds, that would be why I apologize, but we will move on from here. This is it happened. 323 and we will move forward and hopefully no more technical hiccups. <laughs> uh, with that, it's been a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah. It's one of those, I feel like, you know, we want to get into some items and, you know, I don't want to talk about too many other things, but we could talk about other things for two hours since it's been a little time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll touch on some stuff. What's been going on, guys? It's like I said, it's been a little while. Miss you guys. Hey, I feel oh, like I missed I, you too, oh. man. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in like a year. It does seem like it's been a long, long time. Really, seriously, <laughs> I don't know why it feels longer than maybe it actually has been, yeah. but it, it definitely it feels, feels like, like it's been, been a while. while. Well, I think it's like in the past five weeks, there's four weeks. There's only been one week that was recorded, and I actually missed that show. So it's like. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think we've only even been here for like the last four weeks. So it's like, I'm, maybe it's been longer than that. I don't even know. It's just been crazy. I feel like it was just like Super Bowl, then Oscars, and then personal life adventures, and then it's just been like crazy. Yeah, no, it has been. Uh, and I've been trying to, you know, watch what I can. I haven't seen a ton of movies lately. Uh, I've been watching High Fidelity, though, over on Hulu, which. Uh, I didn't even realize it was dropping on drops. I mean, I knew that show was coming, but uh, I it was like one of those just scrolling through Twitter and I started to see stuff and I was like, oh, that must be coming up soon. I'm starting to see images. And I was like, oh no, it's out right now. I'm like, oh, I, I, I guess I have to watch this. And I mean, for those who aren't familiar, it's basically a, a, a reboot, a remake of the movie, which they're both based on a book, which I have not read. Um... This time around, instead of a male lead, we have a female lead, uh, played by Zoe Kravitz. And uh, I'm, what are we in? We're like six or seven episodes in? Okay. We are, we are seven episodes in, my friend. 
I really like it so far. Me I, too. I am very impressed with it. I didn't expect, I, I don't want, I, I shouldn't say I didn't expect to like it this much, but I guess I was skeptical of the whole, like, okay, let's remake a movie that I do love. I love that film. Yeah. Um, it is definitely among that group of movies that gets a random rewatch probably every few months. It's one of those, ah, I just want to watch something comfortable. I haven't watched it in a while. Let's watch High Fidelity. It, it is definitely among those movies for me. I love really? it. I've, I've loved that movie since it came out. And yeah, it's one of those movies that if I was open it through TV and it's on a random station, TV channel, I'm watching the rest of that movie from that point on. Like I'll stop. I'm like, yep, done flipping. High Fidelity's on. And yeah, it's a movie I know very well oh, because yeah. I've seen it so much. So oh, as yeah. I've been watching the show and anytime the show is directly taking lines or a scene mm. from that movie, um, which again, I don't know if these are lines and scenes that are from the book or not. I have no idea, but at least from the movie, I immediately note it and can tell. And uh, I will say when it comes to that, none of that is bothering me there's a, a part of me that could see like oh okay here's the this scene and the, now here's the tv version of it do we really need to basically remake the movie but the, the show's not doing that obviously we're getting a show over the span of what is it 10 half hour episodes you get a lot more time than the movie had it's definitely a different story kind of <laughs> um yeah i mean it's it's a fresher take and look, an updated modern take on the same similar story. The main character is going through a breakup or has gone through a breakup and is dealing with the fault, the emotional fall off that comes from that. And I don't know, it, it, it goes, she goes through similar things that, you know, in the film that the male Rob went through, mm -hmm. but it's kind of a little bit of a female take on it. And I think it's just more modern and updated to today's standards. And I, like you're saying, like some of the lines, some of the scenes are almost identical, but I will say having the new actors there, they might be saying the exact same line that I heard in the movie, but they're doing it in their own way and doing it in their own delivery and their own style. And it works. And it's not line for line, word for word throughout the whole show. It, 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 it's piecing it together. And I will say, I, I like it. And then the things that are different, I'm enjoying as well, honestly. Like, I don't know. It's it's really, I'm pleasantly, I shouldn't say surprised, but yeah, I, I really like it. It's, it's really enjoyable. I'm, I'm honestly going to be kind of bummed when it's done after these 10 episodes. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, you've been watching it too, right? I wouldn't say. Well, yes, sure. You've seen um, some I've of only, it or... yeah, I've seen one episode, so I oh, haven't okay. been able to form as strong of an opinion as you and Michelle. But so far, from what I've seen, I do like it. And unlike you two, I have not seen the movie, so I don't have anything to base oh, okay. it off of. So um, it's just its own thing for me, and I'm enjoying what what I've been seeing. And I was, um, I feel like it, it has some shades of. Uh, flea bag to me in a way because of the way she talks to the audience and at least within the first episode and I don't know uh, if that's what they do in the movie or not but uh, yeah I do like hearing the inner monologue of her character and, and what she's going through so I, I find it um, entertaining so far and I like that they're at least within, again within the episode that I saw it was like 30 minutes so it wasn't like this hour long thing and 
I like the short episode format of this show. I I will I will highly recommend that when you finish this show, you watch the film. I'd be really curious to see what your take is on the film mm. after that. I yeah, it'd be interesting to find out what he thinks about that. Yasha, have you watched the show at all? I have not. I actually had no desire whatsoever to watch uh, the show until you guys started talking about it, and it's got me a little bit more interested. I watched I maybe the movie years ago, but nothing that stands out. Like I wouldn't be able to recount exactly what happened in the movie. So I may have just watched bits and pieces of it and never really finished it. Uh, Cause I know that it's based off of a movie, but I have, I mean, all I know is that John Cusack, John Cusack is in it as well as Jack Black. Right. And that's it. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to try to portray myself as like a huge diehard John Cusack fan. But I've seen most of his movies, and I would say I pretty easily, I think, High Fidelity is my favorite. I, yeah, I think. I would have to agree with that. I really do enjoy uh, Gross Point Blank. I do like Gross Point Blank. Very much. Yep. But I, lo- I love High Fidelity. It's the breaking of the, the wall with the audience and, and how I think... It, how rough it is in a way like it's you're seeing he really portrays the emotions that you go through there's there's just ultimate sadness and depression and anger and resentment and then he just just goes through these emotions that everybody goes through and it's just so realistic and i just think it's one of his best performances and yeah i don't know i've i've seen most of his films and i i think i would have to agree it's probably my favorite film that he's ever done yeah this point blank would be right behind it, I think, for me. I was going to say, if there's one thing about the show that feels different from the movie that I I wish the show had, was that the movie, I feel like, has, especially with the amount of times the characters in the movie go through these, you know, this, the three guys that work in the, you know, the record store are like doing, okay, top five this or top ten that or whatever. It's always about music. And I feel like music kind of popular music history is very prevalent in the movie mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as prevalent in the show it's and more really pop, pop culture it is like because then like yeah there was a scene at the end of one episode where they okay top five this but it's not about music it was like just top five like like underrated some i forget what it was like i don't know but I, it yeah. yeah you're right it's not as focused just on music they're talking about a lot of things and just pop culture in general in the show and that's a very nitpicky thing. I so far really love the show, to be clear. But, you know, if there's one thing I wish the show had more of, it's that aspect that I felt like the movie really has. Well, I think... God, we're really going on on this. <laughs> right, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think because this show is such a modern up uptake version of it, that keeping up with, like, pop culture, and they're not just talking about music, but they're talking movies and TV and comics was one, or, like, top five favorite villains is one of the questions. And right. Like, I kind of like that they're doing that because it kind of keeps it more modern, and it's a little more open to, I think, all audiences at that point, whereas right. the movie is just really specific on music. But at the same time in the show, because of her knowledge of music and her love for music it's constantly pouring in through the show like she's constantly bringing it back and even with her co-workers they also love music and it's constantly getting brought up and stuff and they're mm-hmm. always pulling it off of each other and bouncing ideas off of each other and thoughts off of each other so it's not like it's 
not present. It's just no. present in a different way, I think. Yeah, it's definitely there. Yeah. I feel like it's just not there as deeply as it is in the movie. I think they're covering more bases with the show. Right. Anyways, broader audience. Anywho. Right. Everybody, you should watch High Fidelity, the show and the movie. It's excellent. And I think I'm actually going to make that my next read, truth be told, and actually read the book finally. Mm. So, anyhow. Nice. Anybody watch anything else real quick that you wanted to talk about? All right. I will. And I'm I'm fairly certain Bobby saw this, too. If not, I will be thoroughly surprised and or uh, a little even disappointed. Um, let's just talk about the number one box office runner right now. Oh. No pun intended. Oh. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's right. Your boy saw Sonic, okay? I went into the theater, and I literally went and sat down and watched Sonic with Jim Carrey, um, James Harden, Harden, what's his name? Harden. Harden. Yeah. And I didn't hate it. Actually, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not only thoroughly enjoyed it, thoroughly enjoyed it enough that I could probably sit through it again. Maybe not in the theater. Maybe not in the theater. But I would watch that movie again, and I am actively looking forward to the sequel. That's wow. how much I enjoy this movie. <laughs> I, I will be Holy there. Cow. Not only that, Shannon saw it, and she enjoyed it too. We both mm. walked out of there thoroughly impressed and talking, singing its praises about how, for lack of a better way of saying it, adorable the movie was, funny the movie was, silly. But all in all, just made you feel good when you walked out of it. If you played this video game when you were a kid, you are going to enjoy this movie, period. And that's probably why it's rating so high and trending so high and doing so massively well right now in the theater. You, you, is were, because... you were not the first person I've heard sing the praises of this film, but I'm glad Surprise. you are. And it's it crushed the box office. Like, right now it's doing well. It's dominating the shit out of the place. It made, I mean, to be fair, on an incredibly high budget. Now, who knows if that budget is has inflated since, you know, they had to do that remodel of Sonic because when he first came out, it mm. he looked like he would look trash. But when they <laughs> postponed the movie and, you know, had the re-release or, excuse me, the, the, re- the release uh, in February opposed to Thanksgiving and, you know, finishing all the special effects, um, the budget according to box office mojo was 85 million dollars um it made 58 on its opening weekend it's made 106 million domestically so far internationally 96 we're talking a 200 million dollar movie now like bravo and you know what i fucking loved it i thought it was great i'm not gonna lie thoroughly enjoyed the film like not one of my favorites i mean Take it what it is. It's definitely a kid's movie, but it was so much fun. This is a movie that we did not ask for, did not need, and I'm glad we got, period. Well, I will say I asked for this movie, but it was probably like 20 years ago. Oh, well, yeah. For... Fair. But... <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, 20 uh, years ago, I was probably asking for it, too. Yeah, <laughs> but better, better late than never. Um, it, it is pretty fun, and I would say for sure it's it's more on the long along the sides of, of being a kid's movie, but I think there's enough in there for adults and people who grew up playing the game, like myself or Yasha. And, and so I think that it does enough there and to get you into the movie and to excuse some of the more kitty aspects of it because i think what they really did and what i 
what I think really sells the movie personally is Ben Schwartz's performance as Sonic the Hedgehog. He he really embodies the character in a way that um, there used to be. I think it's been maybe two or three different iterations of cartoons that have come out. But one of the ones I remember, it had this type of personality for Sonic where he was kind of like a, a little bit... Um, not necessarily arrogant, but like, you know, he, he's good at what he does. And this is him um, being kind of that character. And I thought they just did a good job with that. And with um, Jim Carrey, I think <clears throat> your mileage may vary. I guess it depends on uh, how much you like of his uh, Ace Ventura kind of acting. And I think some of the stuff was hit and miss for me. Some stuff worked, some stuff kind of fell flat, but uh, I, overall, I still did enjoy seeing him in that role and, and would like to see more, especially based on where they could go with a sequel. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's everything I think that it's it deserves to be doing what it's doing. From what I understand in articles I've read, the reshoots for not reshoots, but the to going back to designing the character and, and doing the stuff that they had to do with the, the visual effects was five million dollars so that was five million well spent because mm-hmm. i think it probably would have cost them a lot more had they not changed it so agreed. Uh, it's doing pretty well for itself and it's second weekend i think they said it's number one so yeah, yeah. Uh, i think that's that's that sequel is probably on lock and it was and it's only an hour and 40 minutes an hour and 39 minutes and that's all it needs to be yeah. like it did what it did it delivered and you can go in there it's a quick watch you enjoy it. It jumps right to what you want to see. And it, I, I mean, it, it was just a fun movie. Like, I mean, you just take it what it was. It was, it was just a fun, fun movie. I enjoyed it. Well, I have not seen Sonic. Uh, yeah. You guys, any, watch anything else you wanted to talk about or should we get yeah, right and into I'll it? I'll reiterate what he said to the Jim Carrey thing is like, if you're in, if, if you want to see some quintessential Jim Carrey where he acts silly, kind of like he did with Ace Ventura or the mask and whatnot, is that's kind of what you're going to get in this movie. And some things like Bobby said, some things work, some things didn't. So. Uh, I don't know if Yasha had anything else he saw that he wanted to talk about, but. I mean, yeah, I, I, I got a chance to go and see. Um, I don't think we got a chance to talk about this, but I saw birds of prey uh, and the emancipation of one Harley Quinn, or how they've tried to rename it to try and get some more success from the movie because it is not being successful. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Um, it was okay. I think we did. I don't think we got a chance to talk about this, but no. yeah, um, it was okay. I, I was overall wasn't as happy with the movie as what I thought it was going to be, but I kind of enjoyed it. For the most part, I thought some of it was a little over the top. Um, I'm not going to dive too much into this for time's sake. But um, overall, I mean, the movie was interesting and and entertaining, but I felt it was indeed lacking things. Um, I don't know if it was more exploring into the birds of prey themselves and more screen time for them. Um, I don't know if it was Ewan McGregor's character um, being over the top and just kind of not great in my opinion but uh overall i thought it was just a an okay movie if there was ever a movie that i would say yeah it was a five um on a scale of one to ten it would probably be birds of prey you could take it or leave it or you could um 
and you'd probably be good either way, which is unfortunate. Bobby, what did you think of it? I know you saw it. I did. Yeah, I would say I liked it. Uh, I didn't love it, but I did like it. And uh-huh. I think a lot of it has to do with what made me like it was the performances of everyone that's uh, in the movie. I like Margot Robbie solidifying herself as Harley Quinn in terms of how well she portrays that character. And the the actresses that were in there as the Birds of Prey, I liked them as well. Uh, a lot of it worked for me. What that didn't work overall for me was the story itself. I just felt like it was a little, um, uh, not, not really as well thought out or executed as much as it probably seemed on paper. There's an mm-hmm. aspect to her character there where she's narrating things. And then because it's Harley Quinn, she obviously is a little scatterbrained about things. And so it, it mixes things up, but it, some of that, in the way that even though I can understand that it, it, it messes with the flow of the movie a lot of times. And so it, it kind of me- makes it a little um, a bit of a mess in that, in that way. But it didn't leave me not wanting to see a sequel. I left that theater thinking, yeah, I would watch another one of these if they came out with it. And especially because I think one of the issues I had with the movie was that um, they essentially seem to wait till the third act before you really have them as the birds of prey, which I guess going into it, I thought maybe they would already have been an established team and that Harley Quinn just meets them as an established team. But that's not really the case. It is more of a birds of prey origin story in, in, a, in a way. But um, like I said, I would still watch a sequel because I did enjoy the performances of the, the characters in there, the actors. Yeah, I mean, I think I would probably watch a, a sequel as well. Like, I mean, I didn't hate the movie by any stretch. I just felt that it was some things were underutilized and not necessarily um, didn't hold up to what I was really hoping for and what I was expecting, I guess. Um, I think some characters were definitely underused, especially their talent. Like, I really like Chris Messina, and he was playing Victor Zaz, and I felt like that, that character alone um, could be more than just a henchman. Because that's kind of what he was in that uh, in the story, which was you know a little 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 sad in my part. But aside from that, I mean, it was it was fine. It was okay, just okay. That's just kind of how I walked out. I was like, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, Michelle and I, we both had tickets to see it, <laughs> um, but we have not seen it yet. And I mean, this reminds me. And I mean, I I'm not going to go too much into this, but. Uh, Right, the thing we can't talk about, we're going to talk about though, but we can't talk about. Yeah, it was <laughs> so we had tickets to see Birds of Prey, and then like the day before, I found out I got an email about a screening for a movie that we weren't being told what it was. A, screen, a screener. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I kind of have to try this just to see what this is. And yeah, it involves signing a non-disclosure agreement. We can't talk about the movie we saw. We can't talk about how we felt about the movie that we oh. can't tell you that we saw. <laughs> Like, and I just wanted to bring it up because it is weird. It's weird considering what we do, how we like to do yeah. a podcast every week. And we like to talk about the things we've seen. And we like to talk mm. about news for films and pop culture. It's weird to see a movie that we can't talk about, especially like when, you know, I will say this because it was in the email. It was a. It was an action, a summer action film from a major studio. That was all I that said in the email. It was the only description we went off of, and based on that, we went in, we saw if we could get tickets, 
we got the tickets for the screener and we both were like, well, we're not seeing Harley Quinn. But we returned those tickets. So we returned and, those and went and, and saw, went and saw this screener. And, and yeah, you know, also, you know, being the kind of people that, you know, I scroll through and do sites and that are that are talking about this upcoming film. And it's weird to be like, I've seen this. I could tell this site, like, hey, I could, th- exactly I could answer this question for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't. But we it's, can't it's, talk about it. It's weird. Like, it's really odd, but it's fine. All I can say is I have no regrets about going to the screener over Birds of Prey. Zero regrets. No, I mean, I still want to see Birds of Prey, but... Uh, no, I'm very happy I made the choice I made to see the screener. Yeah, right. no, that was... Yeah. Um, nice. But, yeah, nice. it's just it's just weird not guess, being able to talk I about it. I guess one day we'll get to talk about it. Yes, one day after this movie gets released. Well, <laughs> it could be before. They could they could uh, let people talk about it before. I do, yeah, I doubt they'll let us know about that. Especially considering this movie is based, it was unfinished. Mm. Um. Because so. now I definitely will be curious to see it in the theater to see like how much it changes. Yeah, I do want to see it once it's officially released. I, I'll agree. I want to see it re- releases. So, yeah, anyway. So that, that's what happened to our Birds of Prey night. That happened to our Birds of Prey night, and then Birds of Prey hasn't happened since. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. Hey, you know, it is yeah, what it, it is. It is what it is. But it's funny to be like, oh, hey, we're going to talk about that movie that we can't talk about. We're going to talk that we saw it, but we can't talk about the movie. <laughs> I mean, we were joking about that even in the car ride home. We're both were like, so we saw a cool movie that we can't talk about. It was frustrating, though. Like, I've done, I'd only done this sort of thing once back when I lived in LA. I saw a screening for, what is it, the Alamo or Alamo? Alamo. Really? Only once? That's the only time I ever did this when I lived in Los Angeles. And I mean, I don't know what it's like now, but I remember back when I lived there, you guys, I mean, you guys live out there. Maybe you can tell me, but. I remember it was always like you walk up to a movie theater and there would always be like some random person sitting out there with these colored flyers mm-hmm. and you knew that oh, that's yeah. what it was for. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, I only did it once. It was for the Alamo and I remember having to fill out the questionnaire afterwards and this time around it was exactly the same. I was like, well, this yeah. hasn't changed much. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and the frustrating thing about it is it's asking you these questions about the movie and it kind of it specifically says it wants a one sentence answer and I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't really give a one sentence answer. <laughs> so like, you know what's I, interesting about that? And sorry to move into a tangent a little no, bit please go ahead. but at one point when i was uh one of the jobs i had in my uh long career of having different jobs uh i worked at nielsen and uh i was one of the people who would take those cards and we'd have to oh. essentially input that information in and it was given to the studios and for sometimes overnight and we'd have to stay late and you know punch all that stuff in because hmm. Uh, you'd have to sometimes infer what people meant because they're only giving one sentence. And so you're trying to put it into a specific category based on uh, a lot of what the similar kind of answers were being. So they would take that information and use it and uh, alter and shape their movies that way. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I've been on both sides of it. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, they. I, I remember, I mean, Bobby, I'm sure you can speak to this too, the theater that I what I used to typically go to at there was a pretty big theater and they in the middle of the day would like Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I think was the best time to do it. If you wanted to try and get one of those screenings, there would be guys and people out guys and, and girls out there just passing out these flyers and they want to see a free movie, want to see a free movie, be back here by seven. 
and see if you can get in, you know, type of thing. Can and then you have to sign a disclosure and all that other stuff and things like that. But yeah, so that's still very much a thing. I don't know if it's still a thing now. I haven't been to the theater Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday in the middle of the day in the longest time. But yeah, that was a thing for a really long time. It was my first so, time doing it, and I thought it was kind of cool. Um, as far as experience goes, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to like, you see a film and then to so very quickly have an opinion on it. You you really haven't digested it at all. And it was and very yeah, like, and then you're having to fill out a questionnaire. Right. I was like, feedback. I was like, I guess I liked that character. Sure. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, I haven't really thought about it deeply yet. <laughs> like, like it literally is like the credits are going and you're filling this out. You're like, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, it was interesting. It sounded like you were going to ask something, Bobby. No, I was just going to say that um, I didn't know if you guys were aware, but you can also not just have to wait for people to shove pieces of paper in your face. You can just sign up online to be, um, you know, if there's a screening in your area, you can just uh, sign in and say, OK, I want to go. And then you just get there by whatever time and, uh, you know, get in that way as well. I mean, yeah, I guess that's how I found out. I mean, I signed up a little while back at gofobo.com and I've mm-hmm. done other little kind of screenings, not like this, not like this was definitely an audience test. You know, I've done like Booksmart, I saw via GoFobo. And it, that was like two weeks before it dropped, you know. But this was definitely, oh, yeah. this was a different situation where it was a full on audience test. And I guess GoFobo was the recruiter for it. Yeah. And it was done by, I forget what the company was called. There's been a couple times we've had tickets for from GoFobu, and we've actually had to not go to them. There's one time I had two tickets for us to go see something and wound up. It just didn't work out. It just or... didn't work out. I forgot what happened, but it was just life gets in the way. And you're like, oh, because right. well, we're not seeing that. And it was, but you most, know, like two Most of the before. things I've gotten from that, it almost seems like, a, hey, we're screening it early to almost like create buzz kind of thing. Yeah, yes. Um, but this was definitely a movie that does still doesn't come out for a little bit and oh, it's no. definitely it was an audience test i mean there was definitely stuff in the film that was not complete but right. it was mostly done but i would say it was 85 percent done 80 i i'd I go over that actually i would say it mm. was but it was it was pretty done there was some shots that definitely were not complete I'm tweaking and then music i don't it was hard to tell I don't what think was... that's... The, I think some things were, but I think especially at the beginning of the film, I was like, this isn't what's happening. Right. Anyway. But you know, it was it was a cool experience. It was. I was glad we went. Uh, anything else, guys, oh. that you wanted to talk about? Real quick? Yeah. Right. Oh, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> it has been a while, so no. Go ahead, It's been Josh. so I, long. I defer. I defer. I have started and almost finished Lock and Key. Oh, um, um, yeah, I actually pretty much burned through most of that uh, show today. Um, I think I don't know how many episodes are in season one. If it's 12, I think I'm on episode eight or nine, something like that. So I have I'm close, you know, getting towards the end there. Um, or maybe I'm almost done. I don't know. So far, though, I'm enjoying it like. I don't know if I'm super, super psyched on it or anything like that. I just find that it leaves me with a bunch of questions at the end of each episode. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I want to see what happens. And then I keep going and I keep watching. You know, it's nothing that's, you know, it almost feels like sometimes it feels like a teenager, like type show, like a teeny bopper thing. 
And then they do something super dark. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not necessarily that. So it's kind of maybe a little bit more of a young adult type of thing. Yeah, you're um, not wrong. Yeah, so it's like it, I feel this mixture between all of that. But then, it, like I said, it's just it's interesting. It's it's fun. It's 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 definitely has my attention. Like I I would keep watching it because I like to see what all these different keys do, all the different adventures, the horrible decisions that these kids just constantly just make with these keys and how to handle everything. <laughs> but um, overall, I am enjoying it. It's it's you know it's a fun show. It's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, I'll just jump in real quick and say uh, I agree with a lot of what Yasha said. I haven't watched as many as he has. I've probably watched the first three. And it does make me really want to go back and, and read the comics just because um, it, it was so beloved as a comic that for years they had been trying to get it as a live action series and to finally have it. And yeah, it does feel at times more like it's a young adult and uh, a lot sometimes when it goes and focuses on the young adult stuff it can be good and other times it's kind of like uh, i just want you to get back to some stuff going on in the house like yeah. open some more doors give me some more keys <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. it feels like that but um i i get it and i understand it but overall i it, it does make me want to continue watching more of the the episodes and, and to finish the series yeah, I mean, that doesn't stop while you're going through the whole thing. I mean, if you're only on episode three, you have a lot left to learn about and even more keys to learn about, which is fun. Um, but like you, like I said, you know, it's like there are times when it feels like it's just, you know, some kid stuff. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's incredibly dark or I didn't think they were going to go that way, but they did. And it's um, it's still it's an interesting show and the special effects are fun and the show is fun. Um so yeah, uh, I didn't know about the graphic novel, but it did. It does make me want to go back and learn more about the graphic novel and read it, um, just because this this show is. I can see why it would get greenlit. Like there are tons of possibilities for it. Cool. And I think that's it for me. I mean, that's pretty much what I've uh, what I've watched. I believe I, which there, I think there might have been something else, but if it comes to me, I will definitely bring it up. Then uh, let me fly through the stuff that I saw uh, really, really fast and just touch on it. So I watched the new season of Narcos Mexico season two that just dropped on Netflix like maybe a couple days ago, Thursday, I think it was. Uh, it was good. I've been enjoying that series since the start. Um, if you're interested in it, it's really about the the drug trade and uh, the the essentially it started with Pablo Escobar. And right now it's uh, dealing with a... Um, one of the main people who were uh, instrumental in drugs in coming through Mexico. Uh, the the other one was more Colombia and the cocaine. This is more about the cocaine coming through Mexico through bargains and, and agreements made with uh, other cartels and everything else. And uh, it's pretty good. Uh, let's see, what else have I watched? Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars is back. Um, that just started this past week, and I've been trying to play catch up with the entire series, but that's pretty daunting based on how long or how much of it there is. So um, I've seen enough of the the show to kind of get a good feel for the characters and, and what their, their deal is. So I felt comfortable enough watching this first episode back, and sure enough, it just sort of felt fell in line with what I've seen from other stuff. It didn't seem to refer back to any specific thing that I missed or uh, is more steeped in a lore. So it made for a good uh, return in terms of being able to 
jump back into it with this new episode. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if anyone else is interested in it, it it's available and it's out there on Disney+. Plus. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, let's see, what else did I watch? Oh, I did watch some movies, of course. You know, we... <laughs> We talk about a lot of things, and one thing that I, I, I've always, obviously always loved is movies. So I um, uh, saw a couple horror movies. One was Gretel and Hansel, and I'll say that is very uh, much a slow burn movie. It's kind of like watching The Witch, but I don't think it's as good. It, it has its moments, but overall I'd say it's mm, you can wait for that one when it comes home. Mm-hmm. The other horror movie I watched was The Lodge, and that one is more. Um, mm, it, it's I can't say too much about it other than this. Uh, this these kids go on a on a s- sort of a Christmas vacation kind of thing with their mo- their dad's new girlfriend, but they don't like the girlfriend, and they're stuck in this cabin alone with her. And um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> it's it's very it's it's kind of a disturbing movie in a lot of ways. And uh, I think when I initially saw it, I didn't know how to feel about it. But it feels like I, over time, since I've had a little time to digest it, it's been kind of something coming back into my mind to where I'm like, man, I think I really uh, enjoyed some of the things that was going on in that movie and some of the things that the undertones of it, of what's going on there and wouldn't mind seeing it again. But, uh, that one I would suggest. And it, I think it really just kind of opened wide maybe last week or maybe it's opening wide next week, but, uh, that's called the lodge. And finally, I got a chance to see fantasy Island and I loved fantasy Island as a kid growing up. I watched that show all the time. I just absolutely dug it. It was to me sort of like a, at that time, sort of, um, in a, in a weird sort of way, a, a modern version of the twilight zone in a way, because of the, the mysterious natures of things that would happen. And the movie is, uh, it felt like an extension of the show where there was maybe two or three different people who have their fantasy that you're following and, and seeing how it plays out. And it wasn't much of a um, hard edge action or thriller type movie. It really felt more like uh, the show and just a, a version of that done as a movie. So it's not, mm, it, it wouldn't feel very uh, epic or anything like that. If that's what you're looking for, it, it, it's not specifically scary. It just felt like just them doing um, a movie version of it. And I actually liked it, although I've seen critically a lot of them didn't. So um, I guess you might want to judge based on how much you had uh, been a fan of guests the, of the original series. If you weren't that much of one, then I would say it's something you could probably skip. But if you did enjoy it, um, it's worth checking out because you may or may not like it still based on but based on that. You know what? I'm going to jump in and say something that I forgot to mention that I watched that I think uh, I don't think we got a chance to talk about, but I'm sure Bobby got a chance to see this as well. Um, since there was a pause, I saw Bad Boys for Life, oh. and I didn't hate it. 
I I watched it, and in all honesty, they set it up for a fourth one pretty seamlessly, and I'll go watch the fourth one. Like, I enjoyed the third one enough that I will, yes, go see the fourth one, not because of any obligation or any, you know, reporting aspect of it, but because I genuinely want to see the continuation of this story, and I enjoyed it. I had some moments where I did laugh, so... I would put Bad Boys for Life on a to-watch list if you haven't seen it already. Very cool. Anything else, guys, before we get into it? No? 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 That was everything? I mean, yeah, we still have some time to talk about some topics. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Bobby. And uh, actually, okay, I'm going to hold up. Michelle, it looks like you have something you want to talk about. There's really only one thing I was going to talk about, and it's pretty short and brief, and it was just kind of my own personal opinion on it. But it's news. Oh, it's news? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. It's news. Okay. So it was just announced that there's going to be a Friends reunion show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How do you feel about that? Because <laughs> you took a long, deep pause before like... you say anything else. Yeah, uh, I I really I loved Friends. I watched Friends literally from the moment episode one aired on the air to the very end, and I loved Friends. And I I've rewatched the episodes over and over and over on reruns. Like it's a fun show. Um, it's a little bit dated. There's stuff that they do sometimes that kind of makes me cringe every now and then now. But overall, I I, I enjoyed it. I am not the biggest fan of this like. These reunion episodes or reunion runs or whatever you want to call them. I uh, just know. And in a way, I'm like, can't we just leave these things alone? Like, yes, I get it. It's a beloved show and all, but I'm not. Ugh. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. People can hate me for it. I'm not dissing on friends per se. It just... I don't know. It ended the way it ended, and I think it ended well. And it's just, I'm tired of constantly looking back on old TV shows and let's reunionize everybody and we'll just have like one episode or we'll do like six episodes. And it's just, no. Like they brought back Will and Grace, and like I just, it's, it's done. It's done. It's over. I, um, I want to say something in regards to that. <clears throat> I saw a meme a while ago. And it made me laugh, and it was basically, if I if I can recall it correctly, it said, "Can we all just admit that How I Met Your Mother is a better show than Friends?" Finally, and, and it was. I, I will admit. Okay, see, at first I was like, "Was it though?" And then like I've started to watch How I Met Your Mother again, and I was just like, "Yeah, this yeah. show was so much better than Friends." Like, it really was. I think it was just the. The, I don't know what it was about Friends that had everybody so encaptured uh, in, in or whatever the case may be, but I watched it and I was listening to the writing and the characters and the dating aspects of the whole show. It is such a better show than Friends. Like I was just like, man, this show was freaking awesome. Like, and I'm I'm just completely in, enjoying every second of it. I'm starting to watch it. All the way from season one again, and I'm about—I think I'm on season six or season season seven now. 
but definitely love the show much more than I do in Friends. But it's wow. like, I, I loved that show, but I don't want to see that show do a reunion. Oh, run. no. We like, don't need one. I we don't, don't need one. I don't like this whole, like, let's redo these things. Like, you know, I used to, I actually really liked um, the show Mad About You. And I guess they redid mm. it on Spectrum. Like, now. Continued and, it. Or continued it. Now. I don't know. It's just... I, Wait, so I don't, I, I don't do I, like this. I don't. Do I have I, a different understanding of what this is compared to everyone else? I, I think I was under the assumption that this reunion is them all getting together, and then just going over and shooting the crap about what their favorite episodes were and what the show meant to them. I didn't think it was, they were doing an actual reunion show, like doing an episode. Is that the case? I mean, that's what I thought it was, but when you said it was just an interview, when you said it was just an interview, I was like, okay, well, I don't need to see them just talk about the show. Like, I could care less. Like, I, I mean, I we've just, seen that. Yeah, we've I was just going to say, I agree. <laughs> I don't I don't need them to rehash this show that they did. I'm good. Yeah. I'm sure that they're it's, good with it. Like, it doesn't yeah, need... I mean, and it's... And Jennifer Aston and, and all of them have openly said the one person that is holed out on doing, a, like, a another episode or another series is David Schwimmer. And he probably because he's just like, he's over being called Ross everywhere he goes. Like they've all kind of moved on and they are still associated with these beloved characters, but they've done other stuff that is very, very prominent. Like now when I hear Jennifer Aniston, I think angry bosses or horrible bosses, or I think um, meet the, the Schmitz, whatever it was, uh, the, the comedy that she did um, with uh, what's his name. Um, she's to me branched out and done movies. Um, the same thing with, uh, damn, I almost, I almost called him Joey Lawrence, uh, Joe, uh, Joey, um, him, um, they, they've all tried to do other things that has kind of branched him and pulled him away from those characters. But, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe David Swimmer is just constantly being associated with Ross and it's got to be tiresome for him. Like, he's like, I've done other stuff. I do other stuff. Like why it's like, it's crazy. So I don't know. I'm just rambling now. So, I mean, yeah, I, since you mentioned that, Bobby, I mean, in a quick search, indeed, it is an unscripted special. It's, it's not a, hey, it's the same, us playing these characters 15 years later. It is these actors getting together, apparently, to celebrate the show and the fact that it's going to be on HBO Max is what I can quickly gather. And I still don't care. <laughs> it's still, I don't yeah. know why we need to have uh-huh. a reunion, anything. I, I don't. I, I have no desire to watch. I mean, that. I, like, I, I, I mean, I don't care because I. I'll fully admit I'm not a Friends guy. Like I don't have a problem with Friends. Friends is fine. I just I'm not a. I religiously watched Friends. Like I remember back when like Friends dropped off Netflix and I kept seeing all this stuff. Like oh my god, Friends is gone. Oh, I and know. I'm just like okay. It's on, it's <laughs> but, on like four other channels five times a day. But I mean, I fully admit though, like I just flew to L.A. to see a podcast to talk about a show like that is long gone. And that's exactly what this kind of seems like. Like mm-hmm. it, it's for a show that I don't care about, but if this were West wing, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, there's a ton of people that care about friends and would like to just see the actors talk about it yeah. as opposed to, you know, maybe seeing another episode because maybe the, another episode might ruin what, you know, we've had in the past and how it ended. So Maybe just seeing them talk about it is enough for some. People. Yeah, I mean, this definitely yeah. seems like a better option than yeah. Like what I agree with you, Michelle. Like all this, 
everything is getting redone and like even the Roseanne thing, which down doesn't even oh, include yeah. Roseanne anymore. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, know, yeah. She fucked that up, like, which I thought was like, let's get past that for a second. Like that joke was just hilarious. Yeah. Like, all just, like, this, uh, there's definitely a, a thing right now with taking shows and revisiting them with the cast and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just don't care about that. I mean, but this, okay, fine. They're doing a random reunion thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't care, but that's because I'm not a friends guy. I guess yeah, I consider. Like I, I loved, I loved, um, I love how I met your mother. And like you said, Michelle, like, honestly, I would be upset if they decided to say, let's revisit these characters and see how everybody's doing now, you know, 10 years later. And it's like, no, I don't need to see that. Like, I really don't like, I'm and, not interested. In but even all. like, I, I enjoy how I met your mother and the actors and actresses that are in that show. And honestly, like, I don't need them to reunite and then talk about their favorite stuff from the show. I'm good. I don't even, I don't even, I don't know. It's just me, my own personal preferences. And, and, and I guess I kind of did consider myself kind of a friend's person. I wouldn't say that again. Yeah. There's other shows that I've loved even more than friends, but I mean, yeah, I still just, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe it's just, it's been too long. Maybe if they did the reunion special five years after the last episode ended, I'd be like, okay, cool. But it's been too like Now I'm like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> so Bobby what do you got for us this week well I don't know we got what maybe about 15 minutes so let's spend some of that time if not maybe most of that time talking about something that we've all been anticipating and waiting for and and honestly I didn't think we'd see it anytime soon and uh, we've got our first sort of look at Matt Reeves Batman um, I think it was a little bit Last week, uh, earlier in the week, we got a look at the screen test that they were doing, which was uh, Robert, uh, Robert Pattinson wearing the, the bat suit and in the background of the shadows as he's approaching the, the front of the screen or towards you coming towards the screen. And it's all washed in red. And um, that was our first look. And then I guess sort of a a little bit later in the week or this towards the end of this past week when we got some pictures of uh, at least of someone, maybe it was a stunt double or whatever in the bat suit um, with a better look at the suit and he was riding a motorcycle. So I guess I want to initially start and ask everyone what they thought of what the screen test looked like uh, in terms of that very first look of uh, Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. All right, who's first? <laughs> I guess I'll jump in. I I, I liked yeah, it. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. I like the the what appears to be like leather working. I think it's pretty sweet. It's a little different than what we've seen. Um, I guess if I was to get nitpicky, I think the ears look kind of weird. But overall, I like it. I think it's cool, and I think it lends to a lot from the comics and. I'm down with it. I'm I'm definitely not hating on it. Yeah, I'll show you something. Right, uh, All right, I will. Um, not a fan. Uh, wasn't super impressed. Um, just wasn't really super impressed. Wasn't um, super intrigued. Didn't really capture my attention. I thought it was kind of corny. Um, 
I don't know. I just I don't know why, but I just I wasn't buying into it. I just really wasn't wasn't for me. I I thought it was pretty bad actually. And that was from Even the down. screen test or from the pictures? Did you see the pictures of him in the or the pictures of Batman on the motorcycle? Yeah, saw that too. Um, I think the I think the bat symbol looks terrible. I'm not a fan of that. Um, so far, I'm just not impressed overall. Maybe it's just because it's Robert Pattinson. I don't know. I hope it's not that because I don't think I don't have anything against the guy. I don't hold any you know deep hearted deep harbored emotions uh, against him or anything. But I just wasn't a super into any of what what it was like i just didn't like it it was just like eh. um yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much how i felt wholeheartedly i was not impressed well uh i'll say first when it comes to the screen test i i mean from the little bit we can see i like it i like mm -hmm. the kind of arkham knight kind of look to the armor it's a weird it feels weird like though that it has that look about it with the armor but then like yeah the the cow the cow appears to be like a leather created cowl and i but i i like the look of it i and i love the collar with the cape but it seems like a weird mix but it's also one of those things that then i withhold judgment until i see more of it and especially in the context of the movie and trailers and such when it, I, I'm gonna have to look at it again, but does the collar of the cape does it look like a detective's like coat pop up? Do you know what I mean? Like if you know what I mean, like a trench coat, like it has. You know what I mean? How like in the tech, old detective shows, like they used to have a trench that they'd out. pop, it's but more, it would pop up. It's up here behind the neck, okay. is what it appears to be. Um, and it, that along with the cowl definitely has a Gotham by Gaslight like or however it was a gas lamp or gaslight like that uh that's immediately what it reminds me of um but yeah he's definitely got armor i mean as to the 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 symbol on the chest i mean i i have no problem with it i mean i know there's a lot of speculation out there of like what that's made out of if it's a tool or whatever and i'm i'm just kind of like whatever about any of that speculation unless like a director straight up says like hey this is what it is <laughs> you know until i see the movie and like what it that's about i don't i don't know but anyway when it comes to the the shots and the video we've seen of the stunt double wearing the costume on the cycle uh i mean yeah to me that doesn't look as good but i also i just i kind of dismiss it it's it's a stunt double it's once I see it in the context of the movie and how it's going to look in the movie, that's when I'll care like random video that's shot while people are filming and it's not even Robert Pattinson in the suit. You know, I'm like, eh, whatever, <laughs> because yeah, I'll, I'll say like the, the, especially the up shots of his face, like it doesn't look great, <laughs> but, mm. but I also, again, I just, I kind of dismiss that. I, I feel like it's not fair to judge those images that that's 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 how i feel about it well i'll say for my part i'm into it for the most part um and it's it's kind of as you said it's because we're seeing one the test the test screen um the test screen test i think with that it, you're not seeing the whole suit and mm -hmm. it's also bathed in the red and so it, it, you don't really get the best sense of it all I can really say there is that 
okay, it was Robert Pattinson in the bat suit, and that was fine. Um, I don't. A lot of people were commenting on, oh, he has the the chin for Batman, but I don't think that they would cast someone that didn't have the chin. I mean, I, I never really, <laughs> I never really had a problem with that aspect, and I and I've never really thought that whoever they cast would uh, have a problem being in the bat suit. My thought and concern and what I want to see is how is whoever they cast would be as Bruce Wayne. Right. And so that's still, I guess the, the big question there, um, the, the suit, I have no specific issues to say about when they showed the pictures with the, the, the motorcycle. And like you said, David, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, who knows what that suit is. It could be just specifically to him being on a motorcycle. So he has a different set of suits that he uses throughout the movie. I don't know, but, um, and just what I could see, if I'm just specifically going off what I what I see, I'm 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 okay with everything because at this point I, I can't probably even count, but there's probably been at least eight or nine different iterations of a bat suit we've seen on film at this point. So it's just another variation. I mean, I guess that I'm not um, specifically uh, against it or for it. And I think at this point, the only thing that would make me really sort of jump up and down about a bat suit is, uh, if we've talked about this, is if they did the white eyes. Yep. Really, it's the only thing that's left that they haven't done on on film at this point. Yeah, I would agree. And if there's anything I am disappointed about, it would be that because we can you can tell from that that test footage, even though it is hard to see. You know, yeah, it does appear you can see Robert's eyes, and. And yeah, I just, I really, I just, I don't want to see another scene of Batman and apparently, you know, if indeed he has to have black makeup around his eyes and him taking off the cowl and suddenly the makeup's gone. Like, I'm just so tired of that. I don't want to see that again in a Batman movie because <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just so irritating. I know that may sound silly, but it's, it takes me out of it. I'm like, oh, boom, he had, he had black makeup and now he doesn't. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, who's to say they won't digitally put the whites on? Oh, they totally. We awesome. don't. We don't know what. You're right. It, it it could still happen, but at least if we go off the test footage, you know, I'm looking right. at an image of it here on my on my screen. It's, you well, know, they I'm don't appear you. to be there. I'm with you. So I yeah. So I, I guess just, we're all. Oh, go ahead. Yes. No, I just like I'm just saying like I'm just looking at it and it's just. Like the bat, the bat insignia on his chest, how the armor, everything. Like he looks like he can't move in that shit. Like I mean, he really does. <laughs> like I mean, it's. I mean, to be fair, like I was, I was actually watching Batman versus Superman earlier today, and he looked like really bulky and monstrosity, monstrosity in that outfit when he was taking on Superman. But at the same time, he was supposed to because he had on the metal outfit, so it looked just like the comic book. At seeing him just dressed like that in, in the day, like, I mean, and we don't know what context the movie is going to be in or what it's going to be like, because, I mean, we've all had moments when we saw something and we were just like, oh, that looks ter terrible, then it turns out to be amazing. Um, but he just look, he just looks like it's so bulky and it's so big and it just looks so, like, restrictive. It's like, how is he supposed to be stealth or if this is supposed to be more detective and he's supposed to be more detective when he's walking around and every time he looks like he's going to take a step, you, it, it sounds like a medieval knight walking around. Like, I just don't, 
I don't buy into it. I just, I'm looking at it and I was like, it, I mean, this is all judgmental. I understand that. And it just looks bad. Like, and God help me. Like, I'm with you on that, David. Like, if we have another version where he has his eyes, and I I swear to God, if Robert Pattinson growls even once in that fucking mask, I may just get up and walk out of there. Just, I'm Batman. No, shut your mouth. Shut your pie, shut your pie hole. No, you are not. <laughs> okay. I'll drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> I may have to go get a drink for that. <laughs> so, um, I guess we're winding down here, but one other thing that I really wanted to, I guess, gauge your opinion on is that uh, late, what was it, maybe Thursday or Friday, there was news that a new Star Wars film is in development. And it's from the director of Slight, uh, J.D. Dillard. And uh, details are extremely scarce. We don't really know much. There was a, a story that I think the Hollywood Reporter did that, or maybe it was Deadline did, that uh, had some sort of story element that they thought it was going to take place on Exegol and be about maybe that area during the time well they didn't go into specifics but they did just say it was maybe going to be uh, around the 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 planet of exegol which is where those um sith acolytes were in the the last uh or, sorry the rise of skywalker but then that was kind of um i think a refuted or, or taken down as uh that was something that uh, was taken out of context from the variety report so really, we don't know what this would be about. And there is no indication as to whether or not this would be a movie for the theater or for Disney Plus, which would be a first. So um, I will ask Michelle, uh, what did you think about the, uh, the Star Wars news for a new movie being in development? Oh, um, you know, one sense... I think I'm at a point I just don't really care anymore, unfortunately. Like I and I say that I I love Star Wars, but I'm I'm a bit Star Wars out right now. I feel like we've just had so many things come at come at us lately and and I'm saying that and I really enjoyed the hell out of Mandalorian and I cannot wait for season two, but I don't know. I think I've just been so disappointed. And I feel like, especially when they make these kind of announcements, they're, they've really gotten into this whole like announcement thing. And then a few months later, it's gone. And then announcement thing. And then a few months later, it's gone again. And so I just, I can't even read into it anymore because I'm just like, it'll be gone in a few months. So why worry about it now? Mm. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. What about you, Yasha? I mean, honestly, I hate to say, you know, just kind of like Michelle is like, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily looking for one. I'm definitely looking for uh, more Mandalorian episodes because I've, I've enjoyed it. And if we got another Star Wars story coming or something like that, yeah, I'm, I'm interested and I'll probably watch it. But by no stretch am I going to be running out to the theater. Well, that's not true. I'll probably be one of the first people to watch the movie. Let me start that. But it's like, I'm not as amped as I have been in the past for some of these stories. Like, I'm just... I'm just not like I don't know where they could go that would actually get me attached to it. Maybe I will be attached to it. Maybe I won't um, because of 
the 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 childhood aspect of it that they've already ran its course with that the Luke story the Luke you know and finished that trilogy that that whole series so I don't know I'm just not super amped. Hmm. Well, that's two two against, and uh, it's just me and you left, David. So, <laughs> how, how are you feeling about this news? Uh, I mean, it's hard to sound much different. I mean, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know me, I am a Star Wars fan. I I, I love Star Wars, but uh, I am gonna probably sing the same tune here because i am a little burned out because i haven't enjoyed what i've seen lately namely the rise of skywalker and which feels like that movie tainted the rest of the the three disney made films for me (laughs) you know and and i'm in a state of just kind of like i don't know what to think about like what's being done with star wars right now anymore um, until I see evidence of something that I should be excited about and something that I love. Also, when it comes to announcements of Star Wars films, it's just it's hard to get excited about anything because I feel like they are constantly throwing out random bits of news about upcoming Star Wars projects and, and none of it feels that real. I mean, we heard a long time ago about Ryan Johnson making a trilogy. We have no idea if that's even happening or what's going on with excuse me, what's going on with that? The Benioff and Weiss trilogy was supposed to happen. And now that's, at least they're not making it. I don't know if it's happened. We don't know if it's happening at all at this point. Uh, and now this, so when I hear this, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I mean, until something is in front of cameras actually shooting, I am going to immediately just dismiss it as random rumor, even if it is Hollywood reporter reporting it. I just, it just feels like any Disney and Lucasfilm are quick to leak, even if they aren't officially putting out press releases, which, you know, in this case didn't seem like that was the case. This is a, sounds like an official kind of leak thing. You know, I just, they feel like they just do it too quickly. I don't know if they expect people to just get all excited. Like, Oh my God. Yay. Another star Wars movie. And I think we're all like, no, no, we're not buying it anymore. Like, no, nobody is going to buy it. I mean, uh, that that's that's kind of where I am. I agree. I'm looking forward to more Mandalorian. Though even that, I mean, I love Mandalorian. Though I do, I would love more from that show than these 30-minute kind of quick episodes we're getting. <laughs> like, I definitely want a Star Wars show that does more than that. And then, yeah, that speaking of that, you know, we had a an Obi-Wan show that was supposed to be coming and it, I guess it still is, but now that's delayed. It's just, uh, I just, you know, seeing a random announcement about an upcoming star Wars film. I'm like, Oh, all right, whatever. And it, that feels weird for me to say being such the star Wars fan, but that's, that's what it's come to. It's like they me. want us, they want us to get us excited. They want us to get excited about content that they're in the process of maybe doing, but we're not sure what's going to really happen with it. Maybe we'll have it. Maybe we won't, but be excited. Like, what? Are you gauging to see whether or not we'll support it if you actually release this type of film or I, this type of content or anything like that? Is that what you're trying to see is how much energy yeah. that we'll be generating? And then if there isn't enough energy generated, I then you're just going to scrap it? 
I mean, that's kind of how it's starting to feel. Like, I mean, you can't say that it's not. Like, I mean, it's just like, let's get them excited about this. Okay, well, you know what? We actually changed our mind. We're not going to do that. And, oh, let's cancel or postpone indefinitely the Obi-Wan show. And let's see how much of a response we get when people see that it's actually not coming. You know? Like, if they had all of a sudden just said, hey, you know what? It's not going to work out. We're going to scrap the Winter Soldier and Falcon. I think there'd be a fucking upheaval on the internet of people just pissed that they're not doing this original content like they said they were going to do, you know, or WandaVision uh, coming, you know, soon as well. And it's like, hey, wait, what the hell? What are you talking about? You said that's going to play directly into what's going to happen with Doctor Strange. Yeah, but we changed our mind. Deal with it. You know, but then like, oh, there's this huge backlash. And then all of a sudden they're, okay, yeah, just kidding. We're going to actually do it. Yeah, I think that it's, if they're if they were to be doing if they were doing that, I think it would be so foolish of them to think that um, they can pull strings in that way and that everyone's just puppets and, and will react in in that in that controlled way that they're looking for because uh, that would have to assume that we're all just um, kind of dumb and that we wouldn't eventually just catch on to the idea that that's what they're doing and then not play their game because then they're never going to get any kind of response on anything because we're not going to buy into it. To me, it feels like a whole thing where uh, Charlie Brown is going to kick the ball and Lucy pulls it away. Eventually, I don't feel like I'm Charlie Brown. I'm not going to keep going to go kick the ball if I feel like it's been a hundred times where you pulled the ball away. I'm not going to keep falling for that. So to me, it's like, I just think that there is uncertainty in terms of what they want to do and they just can't seem to lock down exactly um, the, the the working relationship between the people at the upper levels and who they're hiring and the stories that they want to tell. And until they can all get on the same page, I think it's just going to continue to be this way. And right now, the only thing they seem to be in agreement on is what's happening on the Disney Plus side, but even again with that, we have a stumbling block with the Ob One, so it makes it hard to get excited about anything that they announce that isn't already tangible that we can watch that's already in the can that they can just show us. So hearing this announcement, while on one hand, you know, it, it makes me a little happy to hear this director, uh, J.D. Dillard, who is an African American, to be the first to direct a Star Wars film. That makes me, you know, happy to hear. But at the same time, it's like, well, for how long is this going to be? Like, is this not going to be something that just gets pushed to the side? And and to be fair, it's not like Disney came out and announced this or Lucasfilm came out and announced this. This was done and uh, through reporting and someone was tipped off or was able to dig this out. So it's not like they've said this, but when we learn of this information, you can't help but to start to feel a certain sort of way about the information you learn. And so uh, you, either your hopes get you know raised or maybe you start to feel disappointed by whatever direction that they might move in. But either way, it, it, it's, it's something to where at this point, the, the information that when it comes out, it's just it, I start to take it now with a grain of salt just because uh, there's too, been too many instances to where things haven't worked out based on uh, even when they have made official announcements towards things. So, yeah, I guess it's four for four in terms of us being excited about this announcement for a new film in development. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. 
Well, um, that's all I got. Unless uh, you have anything else, David. No, I think the I think it's about time to wrap things up. Uh, as always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at flicker underscore effect. We are also on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. Uh, no, this episode was not live streamed, but uh, keep looking for future episodes. Definitely, hopefully be live streamed over there on YouTube. Uh, make sure to check those out as well here on the podcast feed. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening.